0: Yeah, it, does, it does look squashed, Mark. <laughs> it does look squashed. <laughs> but you've got the love in the right place, which yeah. is fine. <laughs> Good morning, Grace Vineyard, and everyone joining us on YouTube. And anyone listening to this talk uh, in the future <laughs> um, on our website, you're very welcome. And I hope that this series we're doing on Advent is an encouragement to you. Um, if you aren't already aware, this is the Advent season. of of Christmas in the church calendar. And over the last two weeks, we've looked at hope, which Jill talked about a couple of weeks ago. And then last week, Ray talked about preparation, making way for the King of Kings. And if this is your first time joining us, you can find those two talks and all our previous talks on our website and on YouTube. And and so this morning, this is our third focus on Advent, and the theme is love. Love. And as you can see, I'm wearing my purple shirt to match the candles. Um, So I'm dressed on theme. So what do we perceive love to be as we approach the big day? Probably with concerns, again, this Christmas. Uh, You know, will we actually have one? Will Boris cancel it again? Um, As of yesterday, we were in plan B. And as you can see, you're wearing masks because you need to in certain circumstances. And as of tomorrow, we're working from home. Um, If you can. And that's great for me because I don't have to drive to Dartford (laughs) most days. So that's fantastic for me. And how does the way we celebrate Christmas measure up to God's gift of love that the Bible tells us about and we're talking about today? So what do we consider love to be? Is love a pile of Christmas presents under the Christmas tree? Now we went up to London yesterday to see a play and London was rammed with people presumably most of them, trying to find a Christmas present for somebody and they didn't know what they wanted. Um, but hopefully they're an expression of love for those that we love. Uh, is this love? Ah. Well, I hope it is. You know, we celebrate our 38th Christmas together as a married couple. So I hope it's love, or, or maybe it's just tolerance. <laughs> uh, who knows? But what really is love? Well, let's go straight to the Bible passage that I've chosen for today, which is 1 John 4, 7 to 12. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world, that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us. And in some verses it said, he first loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. So before going further, let's just pray. Dear Lord, thank you for Christmas. And especially at this Christmas 2021. We pray that you would enable us to receive your love in a new way. The love of the gift of your Son, Jesus, the Saviour of the world, as given to Mary and Joseph and the Major and everybody else that first Christmas, and as you've given to us every Christmas since, for over 2,000 years. Your amazing love that we've just read about, in Jesus' name. Amen. So as I said this morning, we come to our third focus on Advent and we would normally, if we had an advent crown, we'd be lighting the candle of love. Christmas can have many meanings, emotions and memories, can't it? So this Christmas time, with all that we could be going through in our lives, um, good or bad, what place is love in all that we are planning? Love is such a big universal theme, isn't it? You can find it almost anywhere. There's films, books made about it, there's thousands of songs about love. Andrew Lloyd Webber, wrote Aspects of Love, where the title song is Love Changes Everything. Love is more than just something we feel. Love makes us come alive. Love helps us to grow as human beings. Knowing that we are loved helps us to overcome negative feelings and experiences. The love that we experience from friends and family points us towards that greater love, that never-failing love that God shows to each of us every day. It's got so many meanings, from the connections that we make with others to the love and respect that we should show ourselves, but often we don't. But the most important connection is the one with God and his love that we receive through Jesus. Advent is in the the time of the church calendar, is where we focus on hope, peace, joy and love that Jesus' birth made possible. It reminds us that God's gift to us is love. And how can we be sure of this? Well, we can be sure because God was prepared to sacrifice his only son for our sins. God's love is so great that he gave the very heart of his love that we could have eternal life and forgiveness. As we just read in our reading, God demonstrated this love by sending us Jesus. And the apostle, and this is the most famous verse in the Bible, the apostle John in his gospel puts it this way. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believed in him should not perish, but have eternal life. The verse tells us God loved the world, but remember, it's more personal than that, because we are the world, not not the planet. The world is us, who God created. And God loves you, he loves me. He loves each one of us. Just think for a moment about the people you love, and how powerful that is then multiply that by a billion, billion, billion to the nth degree. And you still won't be able to measure how much God loves you. And just as much as God loved us and the world, so Jesus loves us and each one of us so much that he gave up everything for us. He gave up all his rights and privileges in heaven to his very life. And while preparing for this talk, i researched... Uh, talks on Advent and love and I came across a talk uh, by Nick Page last Christmas to Southampton Vineyard via Zoom. And so some of this talk is based on what he said because why reinvent the wheel? Especially just Nick Page who's a very good Christian author. Uh, and in it he had this quote from Father Pedro Urupe who's a, a Jesuit priest and excuse the pun but I love what he says about love. And this is what he says, nothing is more practical than finding God than falling in love in an quite absolute final way what you are in love with what seizes your imagination will affect everything it will decide what will get you out of bed in the morning what you do with your evenings how you spend your weekends what you read whom you know what breaks your heart and what amazes you with joy and gratitude fall in love stay in love and it will decide everything that's it isn't it What you are in love with, what seizes your imagination, will affect everything. That's why we're here this morning, because we love Jesus. This Christmas, let's let it be God's love that we understand and we receive. So let's go a bit deeper. In this passage from 1 John, the first fundamental thing that we need to realise and grasp is that God is love. 1 John 4, 8, whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Do we really believe that? Because it's not part of his job description. He doesn't get up in the morning and go, it's on my to-do list today, I've got to love him again. No, it's who he is. God is love. It's part of his being. It's his character. It's the centre of who he is. And everything that God does springs from that. God's love for there isn't a response to us. It's a precondition of our existence. Because God literally loved us into existence when He did creation, when He formed us in the womb. In Isaiah, it says, Before I was born, you knew me in the womb. It's at the heart of everything God does in the creation story. And a lot of us struggle with that, don't we? because we have a wrong image of God, or we can have a wrong image of God. For a long time, when I was a Christian, I didn't really relate to God very much. I relate to Jesus, because, as I've shared my um, testimony before, that God met me on a road in my vision, uh, and said, come with me. So Jesus came to save me, literally, and I related to the Holy Spirit, because, well, that's where the power is, and I could, you know, fireworks and stuff, so I was really into Jesus and the Holy Spirit, but God, well, yeah, okay, And I was really unaware of that, and I thought, why? Because, you know, my father wasn't nasty to me when I was growing up. Actually, he was pretty much absent, though, and he died when I was 12. So I didn't really know him. And, And I suppose I felt that he wasn't really interested in me. But that absence left a gap in my development that made it hard for me to relate to God as the father who was interested in me. Then the church we were part of decided to run a Living Waters ministry course. Uh, and so Chris and I did that as part of the leadership team because we were preparing to run it as a church and then one evening and I was sort of doing oh well you to do this course because we've got to and then one evening they were talking about various stuff and they talked about scaffolding that uh, helps you grow as you grow up and I realised that that scaffolding for me from, become, from be- being a teenager to becoming a man wasn't there because my dad wasn't around it was my mum that brought me up And that absence left a gap in my development that made it hard for me to relate to God. So I received prayer during that evening and gracefully God said, I will replace all of those years that you lost and all that development that you lost. I will be your father. And for the first time I really understood how God was interested in me and was my father and how much he loved me. Which brings us to the second point to note from this passage. That we are loved, that you are loved. Verse ten in our reading. This is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us. And I said, in other verses, she said, He loved us first, and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sin. You know, we all have those times when, when we feel down, don't we? When we struggle with problems in our lives, with illness, uh, with our health, with losses. And we get to the point of asking the question sometimes, are we really loved? Or are we unlovable? The clear answer, the sounding answer in this passage is yes. You are loved because God loves us and nothing can separate us from God's love. Paul puts it this way in Romans 8, 38 and 39. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers neither height nor depth nor anything else, in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So you can be sure this morning, I can be sure this morning, that nothing can separate us from the love of God apart from ourselves. It's so easy to turn our back when when things aren't going right and say to God, oh, I've had enough. But God's always there. His love is always there. Nothing can separate us from God's love. There's a a great song by Brian Johnson and Jeremy Riddle, One Thing Remains, and these are the words, Higher than the mountains that I face, Stronger than the power of the grave, Constant in the trial and the change, One thing remains, Your love never fails, Never gives up, Never runs out on me. On and on and on it goes, It overwhelms and satisfies my soul, And I never ever have to be afraid, One thing remains. Your love never fails, never gives up. It never runs out on me. In death, in life, I'm confident and covered by the power of your great love. My debt is paid. There's nothing that can separate my heart from your great love. And therefore we can be sure that we are loved. And as I said earlier, we can be sure because God was prepared to sacrifice his one and only son God's love for us is so great that he gave the heart of his love that we could have eternal life and forgiveness. And so the Christmas story, well, I don't want to call it a story because it's not a story, is it? It's truth. And when we say story, we think, oh, you know, it's just a story. And I think a lot of people feel that, don't they? No, it's just a story, but it's not. It's the truth of God's love. So let's talk about it as truth, Christmas is one of love. I remember what Ray said last week? And I hadn't thought of it like this myself before. God prepared for that event for hundreds of years. It wasn't a chance event. Now Joseph was descended from David, so Mary had to go to Bethlehem for the census. And Caesar just decided at that time to hold a census that they had to be at. And the gifts that the Magi gave just happened to be ones that would prepare. Mary and Joseph and the baby, to go away into exile in Egypt and would provide for them in those two years. Isn't God amazing? God's plan for Jesus' birth and all that's followed was perfect and in intricately planned. And you and I are part of that plan. We're not an accident. As I said earlier, God literally loved us into existence. Jesus said this in John fifteen nine to 12 as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I've kept my Father's commandments and remain in His love. I've told you this that your my joy may be made no, sorry. sorry I've told you this so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. And therefore, be assured that you are loved beyond measure. And third, but by no means least, we are called to love others. Back to our reading, verse 7. Dear friends, let us love one another, for God, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Verses 11 and 12. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if you love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us our calling as those who know and love god and love jesus is to show love to those around us that's why we do grow baby why we support food hub why when we're allowed to we'll be out on the street on saturday morning praying for people and other things that we will be doing in in 2022 you know as mark said We've been thinking and praying as a leadership team of what will we do? What's God calling us to do? And all of that is because of love. We don't do it for any other reason. If we do, we're doing it for the wrong reason. And how do we know what that love looks like? Well, we look at Jesus and see his example. And as followers of Jesus, his apprentices, we seek to follow and copy His example and put it into practice and action in our lives. We just sung, didn't we? Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me to, in your love to those around me. We may be the only Jesus that people see this Christmas. So as we approach the end of the year, as we get ready for Christmas, what does love mean for you? Where do you experience love? Do you really know that God loves you? Do you know your you're truly loved by God this Christmas? And how can we share the love of God with those around us and the love of Jesus around us this Christmas? And I just want to finish with this prayer. and I couldn't find the version of the Bible this was from, but this was at the end of a little... I found a website which talked about the different candles of Christmas. And this was the prayer. My prayer is that your heart may be encouraged and strengthened I want you to be joined together in God's love then your understanding will be rich and complete you will know the mysteries of God that mystery is Christ all the treasures of wisdom and love are hidden in him Amen So I thank you for listening you can find more about us on our website at gracevineyard.co.uk and uh, in a moment we're going to end the Zoom session. Uh, sorry, end the YouTube session and go on to Zoom. But before we do, I'm just going to read the breakout questions. Uh, and Mark will copy these and paste them into the Zoom chat. So if you're on Zoom, you can see them. So question one: how has this talk this morning challenged or changed your understanding that God is love? This Christmas, are there things in our lives? that are stopping us from accepting that we are loved or from receiving and experiencing God's love? And how can we share God's love more effectively with those around us this Christmas? At the end, pray for each other. Amen.